0: Maryville University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big City lifestyle, small school feel first-class hockey experience behind the mask and behind for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line by oxy our chemical free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office by m drive presenting partner of what drives you m drive for energy stamina recovery by the university of arizona and by summer skates Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Uh, college hockey fans, if you will. Uh, Scott Strandy joining you here on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Not from Scottsdale today, but from outside the beautiful Orleans Arena, where it is a little windy right now. If uh, we get blown over, it's in the mobile office again. I've got my co-host Stephen Marsh with me, the Las Vegas native. Stephen, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Scott. You know, you look at you look
2: at some of the best places that we've done the show. We've done the show from our homes. We've done the show from the D. But this might be the best yet. We're in your car. We're in, we're in your car here at the, in front of the Orleans Arena. Now, this is we're, we've made it, Scott. We're in the car at the parking lot of the Orleans Arena doing a show because we've got a hockey game in there to watch tonight, so we're doing the show a couple hours early. People that listen to it afterwards, they don't care, but people that usually join us live, know we're live at 5 tonight. But – but yeah, it's great, and it's windy outside, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great day, and uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're here, I'm in the back seat, and you're in the front seat. We, uh,
1: we are socially distant within our vehicle, uh, we are talking club hockey tonight, uh, we've got a great guest coming on shortly, we've got Danny Roy, the uh, director of hockey and the head coach for the Grand Canyon University Lopes. Uh, the ACHA D1 program there, they also have a D2 program. And they got a women's program and things are going on. Um, y- you know, Stephen, I-, I-, I joked about this uh, earlier this, well, I guess, yeah, this month when uh, Arizona State NCAA played uh, a couple of exhibition games against um, Team USA, the uh, National Development Program, because I said it's it's funny, and I don't think I've ever had this before, where I saw a home opener on Thursday night and a home finale on Friday night. Yeah,
2: that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty interesting. And uh, and we saw. And we're going to talk about GCU tonight a lot. Of, and of course, they're they're playing against themselves and in, and uh, in their scrimmage games. And uh, they're open to get a season in. But um, yeah, Arizona State, of course, in the middle of a for NCA side of things, they're in the middle of their season, playing all their games at. On the road, but they did have a nice little pit stop at home to play that that uh, U.S. development team, and that was probably uh, much needed for them as they had some more games coming up in the second half of the season. But yeah, it's just the times we're in. But it, you know what? Things are looking a little bit better. It looks like uh, the COVID numbers, at least here in Nevada, are looking really good. So um, I think we're getting on the other side of this, and we just continue to navigate through this right now with all of the sports that we have.
1: Yeah, totally agree with you. And as you mentioned and I mentioned, we are outside the Orleans Arena tonight. We've got an AHL game coming up here Uh, just a couple hours from now. They'll be dropping the puck with the Henderson Silver Knights and the San Diego Gulls. So it's going to be a fun week. I'm going to be up here for uh, five nights um, seeing three hockey games, three AHL games, and seeing some clients and doing little things around town. Is, Is there anything to do in Vegas, Stephen? Is there any sightseeing or anything I should know about? No, not really. It's pretty boring here. Um, I'm just I'm looking at some mountains
2: there, but that's yeah, not much. And you got Mount Charleston. You got Red Rock. Eh, you got the Strip. You got downtown. Uh, you got what else? You got? You got parks. You know, it's not really much
1: much to do. No, it's a pretty boring <laughs> place. <laughs> okay, well. Folks, I I promise we're going to start talking uh, club hockey right now because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Just recently, the last couple of weeks, uh, our presenting partner, Maryville University, uh, announced that they would be hosting the ACHA D1 National Tournament in mid-April in Chesterfield, Missouri, just outside of uh, St. Louis. We had John Hogan on, the head coach and director of hockey, there to talk about it. And uh, I think it's time now that we talk to the guy that just got his program going uh, just a weekend ago, uh, Danny Roy, the head coach of Grand Canyon University in the Lopes. So, Danny, Stephen, and Scott with you. How are you, first of all? I'm doing
3: pretty well. How are you guys doing?
1: <laughs> we're, we're doing great, Danny. We're doing things live <laughs> from the car, so uh, conversations in cars with Jerry Seinfeld or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway um you got your team underway so tell us what it's been like first and foremost for you navigating through a COVID year now
3: uh it's uh it's probably been more work than a full full season um you know shift sifting through all the uh all the COVID guidelines and getting all that stuff in line and in place and and then getting it out to the players so that way they understand what's going on, making sure the rink understands what's going on, um, and then just from there, just going through the phases. And <clears throat> we were we were able to get through phase one pretty quickly in, in mid January and moved to phase two, and and then phase three, we were able to finally play our first scrimmage game in week three, and now now we're kind of in that phase four, which is our games and and the rink allowing uh, a handful of of uh spectators to come watch and it's been fun um i I think the the games have definitely lightened up some of the the busy work but the guys are competitive uh standing on the bench with them it's almost like the uh the other team on the on the opposing bench is is an nau or an asu and you wouldn't under you wouldn't even believe it was a gcu (laughs) Um, so that's, it's just the, it speaks to the competitiveness of our players and, and the excitement that they have getting back on the ice and stuff. And and they're willing to be just as competitive with each other as they would be with the, uh, in-state rival.
1: Yeah, that is good news. Um, Uh, We'll get to the game in just a minute, but I want to ask you uh, just a little bit about uh, all the things going on. I mean, uh, ASU didn't play any club sports the entire academic year. UNLV uh, about a month and a half ago made the announcement that they weren't going to play at all. Uh, we just got word from Chad Berman Friday that uh, his program would not be going forward this year. So uh, here's Grand Canyon going great guns, and, and you guys uh, had a great competitive scrimmage. Yeah, the, the shots were incredible. The score was incredible, 7-4. So what, what's going through your head right now is, uh, are you preparing, hoping that you can get a shot at a national tournament, or what's your thoughts and, and game plan going forward?
3: Uh, no, I, I think... Uh... I mean, we, we were told right away what, what we were going to be allowed to do um, before starting up this semester. Um, I let the guys know that that the things we knew exactly what we were going to be allowed to, to participate in would be practices and inter-squad games. And, and I was going to work hard to try and get some outside opponents um, in the state of Arizona, knowing that we weren't, we're not going to be allowed to travel outside the state um, the rest of the semester. And, we're shutting things down at the end of March, um, since the, that's kind of when our, our university is also getting ready to send students home, um, and get them out of here for a shortened semester. So, so, I mean, up front, we, we knew, we knew it, a shot at going to the national tournament. It was out of the question. Um, you know, it, it's tough. You're asking players to pay dues for a season. That's not, not a full season. And, and is the, the cost and the financial burden really worth it um, for for a lot of the guys and, and out of 73 registered players we we have 30 players not playing this semester because of things like that. And and a big bulk of that is our senior class um, who, you know, they're at that point in their college career now where it's it's more important to finish your degree uh, this semester and make sure you can you can get through it and, and make sure all that money is spent on the on your university tuition um actually goes to use so so yeah I, I, our goal and our goal and focus this semester was just more so just just to be able to get on the ice start to get a lot of our new players um go get continue to go in the direction that our program has been going which is which is still climbing uphill and get stronger and better and, and in order to do that in a tough year um making sure that we can still focus on expanding on our expectations next year so being on the ice together gets that going. We we could we could build our culture in the locker and we could build it on the ice. We could build expectations in a year where we're not playing a full season or a full schedule. Um, and, and really get the guys amped up uh, more going into an off season so that way they, they, they can really look forward to knowing what we're gonna have next year.
2: So Danny, uh, let me ask you this. Um, I guess as you're trying to play some games and you just kind of touched on you know some of the restrictions you guys are having and what you're, what you're gonna end your season in March, um, how many games do you anticipate maybe trying to get in if, if you maybe don't know that answer yet and, and who, who have you started to reach out to the possible opponents? because as you mentioned as Scott mentioned, a lot of the teams that you normally would play that are close by aren't able to play. so then who, who you've reached out to to try to, to get to play and, and how many games do you think you guys might be able to get in?
3: Um yeah our our last our one and only hope as far as ACHA opponents was was uh University of Arizona and that um that unfortunately went away last week um due to them having to uh, pull the plug on on things so um now we're kind of getting a little more creative and looking looking outside at non-university stuff um we we we're in conversations with uh, the league over at Oceanside Ice Arena and seeing if we can get those guys on the schedule. Um, things are looking good for that, and, and hopefully we can have some uh, some stuff to announce to be able to at least play them. Um, I mean, it's, it's very similar to the same group we would play against in a normal season with the, the Arizona State guys, but um, at least some college competition for our players. Um, you know, maybe – a couple games for our D2 group and a couple games for our D- D1 group to finish off the month and, and try to give them a little bit of a, uh, a reward for all the hard work they've done this semester and everything that they've had to deal with um, just to get to that point. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I would, without officially saying our ACHA season is done um, the nice thing is we're still, we're still operating as a university program. We, we get to call ourselves Grand Canyon University Lopes we get to wear our uniforms. Um, everything we get to operate as a program, and, and we're very grateful that our universities allowed us to to go about that this semester and, and work through it. Because um, it's definitely been a lot of work and a lot of trust that's been put into our our players and our staff to to make sure nothing big pops up. And and yeah, I mean it's it's tough, but um, at the end of the day. I mean, we're we're one of the only programs in the Southwest, as far as the university, that's actually actually doing that, um, and, and not skating and calling ourselves something else um, other than Grand Canyon University.
2: And when you look at, you know, and you look at right now, obviously times are tough, but you look at maybe. Maybe unintended uh, benefits. Uh, it Seems like for you guys, being able to get back out on the ice, and even though you're not going to play ACHA competition, it sounds like you, if you're looking at getting some other games. Uh, up, how much of an, how much uh, of an advantage, or, or what are some unintended benefits that that could be when you're trying to develop your team? You get you get to be out on the ice, play some at least be, play some competitive games, kind of see where where you guys are, and then as you guys prepare for the next fall when there's a full season that you guys have had this extra time to kind of work on some things. How much of an extra benefit is
3: that? It's, it's huge. Um, we get to, uh, we definitely get to see who's bought in, in a tough situation. Um, the, the 45 players that have stuck it out or we're, we're in the the weight room two nights a week as a team. Uh, we're on the ice two days a week right now um, for both of our teams, the, the practices aren't really just kind of flow and, and have some uh, light fun. It's it's still go hard and skate hard and get on the line if uh, if you lose a game or if you're not doing something uh, correctly and and things like that. So I mean, we're we're like I said, we're we're building expectations for these players when they return um, for next season uh, to know exactly what's expected of them. Um, it, the message was simple going into the, the semester break and, and preparing for this year was um, we have an opportunity to still continue to to live by our philosophy, which is better better at the end of the year than when we started, and and prepare ourselves to be better going into next year. Um, and I honestly believe that we had two programs that were going to be uh, set up for their. Their national or or regional uh, rankings to to go into postseason this year, and and if we have those expectations this year, our goal is to continue to add to those, and and next year the expectation is to have two men's teams and even a women's team at the national tournament next year. So so this is the opportunity. This is this is where we get to do it and um, and prepare players and and get them get them motivated to work hard over the off season to to go into next year and make up for, I guess we'd be making up basically for two seasons, to, you know, the missed season this year and, and a full season next year.
1: Okay, so so let me ask you this, Danny. It's, uh, if anybody's heard me over the last year, uh, I, I've just screamed relevance, right? I think uh, the NHL has done a great job of being relevant. Uh, the AHL has stayed relevant. The NCAA has managed to stay relevant. And I think there's a lot of teams in A. CHA hockey that stayed relevant as well. Um, and I look at you guys and I think it's so important for not only your fan base, but to continue to develop your program by staying relevant. And I really give you guys kudos. Uh, you, UNLV, uh, University of Arizona, uh, ASU did it with their uh, their uh, Oceanside League. But, but how important do you think staying relevant is through this pandemic so that uh, when you do start next fall, everybody's ready to go and, and your supporters are there and your fans are there and everybody's just fired up.
3: Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's really important. He um, talked about fans. I mean, we're, we're, we're not even promoting our games um, right now. You know, I don't, I, I really don't want to create any kind of issue with, with having to turn people away at the rink or, um, or things like that. But, I mean, even based on the rink's rules, I mean, we're you look in the seats and it's half full um, as far as what a what a normal game for us would be like. So, I mean, if I were to promote it right now, I think we probably have about seven hundred people packed into our rink just for an inner squad game. Um, you know, everybody's looking for something to to do in this 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 crazy year that we've had, and um, everybody's getting antsy and things like that, and um, you know the the ability to be able to keep our players busy um, and on a consistent schedule um, has honestly allowed them to to not get consumed with other things outside of what they should be doing um, keep them focused on on their schoolwork and, and things like that and and continuing through with with classes and assignments and, and getting good grades and stuff so so yeah it's I mean it's important to to be doing something. I mean, in the, the programs that aren't skating, uh, I've seen a lot of them still doing stuff as teams off the ice in the gym, um, out on the grass fields and stuff, just keeping their team together and, and working and focused, um, to, to move forward and not, you know, not get upset with the stuff that's out of your control. Um, we control what what's within our control and that's, that's what we can put into ourselves to get better and, and what we do, is, that leads into uh, allowing our program to get better.
1: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about uh, on the ice stuff, because um, uh, one of the things that, that you experienced was the growth of this, this whole ACHA program and the startup and the way you've built. Uh, and I know we talk a lot about the seniors this year and what they've had to miss. And you had some seniors, obviously that didn't get an opportunity to to finish what uh, they started in their careers, but um, how's it been as far as recruiting and, and getting guys ready for next year on the ice?
3: It's, it's been, that's part of the busy part right now. Um, there, there are a lot of players out, out, out there right now. Um, it, trying to co- trying to go somewhere and land somewhere. Um, it, it's obvious that our program has, has made big waves throughout the hockey community across the country. Uh, I mean, my the the number of interested athletes that I have this year is is almost double to triple what I've had to experience um, the last two seasons. Um, I mean, it's it, you you still have to you, you still have to work hard to go out there and find the the top five star athletes that you really want and um, want to bring in, and, and and that would fit well into your lineup and into the holes that are are going to be opened up with guys graduating but but along with that I there's just there's left and right right now players reaching out to me um or applying and and going through the admissions process because they want to come here and play for our division one ACHA program so uh, it speaks to it speaks to what we've been able to do within the ACHA it's the exact same thing I experienced that at Arizona State when I played and coached there everybody wanted to come and play for coach powers um you know, even if, even if they weren't a division one ACHA level player and they, they ended up on the the third, the third ACHA team there, um, the main, the main drive and, and attraction to the program was to go play for coach powers ACHA D one team. So, um, it's, it's very similar what I'm seeing, um, with our program and, and with that, the, the, the plan right now is we're looking at starting up like a uh, a fall semester only division three achA team just to just to start trickling that thing in um, and see if we can get the ball rolling on a third team for uh the 2022 uh, 23 season all
2: right when you look at uh, the achA uh, has made it you know it's made it announcement a while back that there's an extra year of eligibility for players if they, if, because of the, what happened with this season. So uh, right now, as you kind of assess where your team is at, how many players now that you have that would have been there last year are going to come back? Or do you expect that there's going to be, um, is there going to be a lot of people that are going to utilize an extra year of that eligibility?
3: <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not expecting it. I, I would say we have one player that's, that's planning on, uh, trying to apply into grad school at GCU and and play another season. But other than that, at the ACHA level, these, these guys are all, they're paying their own tuition dollars and and things like that. And um, it's definitely nice for the ACHA to extend on the the eligibility um, clock for players. But uh, when you look at it paying another $20,000 a year just to play one more season, rather than just moving on um it, a lot of a lot of our guys you know aren't, aren't going to be in that boat um it's definitely a little different with the ncaa side of things and, and being able to uh, apply scholarships over that extra season and stuff but um i'm sure there's programs out there I, I i've had i've talked to a few players that um if they were coming in in a normal year they probably would only have uh, one to two more seasons left, but thanks to that clock extension, they 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 can get that extra year. So, um, you know, it's nice, but I, I I'm not expecting it with us. I think we're just going to still have the the normal uh, three to four year guys right now.
1: So that brings up this question, Danny, and uh, Coach Powers mentioned this about his squad: is the NCAA also extended an extra year, which uh, kind of is a little bit of a conundrum for. Uh, NCAA hockey because uh, if guys want to stay around and they continue with their scholarships and guys were planning on coming up or maybe a run out of junior eligibility, any thought that some of those guys might take a year and play ACHA hockey somewhere?
3: Um, I, I definitely see the D3 guys doing, doing something like that um, as long as they haven't played their fourth year um, and they have an opportunity to transfer. Um yeah, I, I mean, that you see that everywhere anyways with D3 athletes going over to ACHA schools and um, kind of going into like a, a, a bigger university environment, uh, sometimes a nicer, nicer weather and, and things like that. But um, I, I don't know how I'd be able to handle it with, with knowing that you're, you're keeping some seniors around and then having more seniors come uh, move up from their junior year. And then expecting, man, I'm going to have about 12 guys graduate, or so the, the next year because of that yeah. having to having to fill that hole the following season. So it's it's definitely going to create that kind of that kind of deal where where your recruiting class all of a sudden has to expand uh, by an additional number of players because uh, some guys are taking advantage of that extra year.
1: Yeah, I completely get that point. Uh, I think Coach Powers is going like, I don't know what. I mean, we talked on Tuesday about him having four definite recruits coming in this year as true freshmen and then, um, you know, having some guys stay over. So uh, who really knows how that's going to work out. Okay, so let's get on to the ice topic. Uh, You guys played your scrimmage, a 7-4 win for the black. Uh, I kind of played with that because I said uh, in a world of no black and white, uh, black beat white. (laughs) <laughs> tell, us, tell us about the guys and uh, what you saw from the bench of your team and the competition and, and the ability that they showed in, you know, such a crazy
3: year. Well, I, I was on the bench that won. Um, so I'll rub that in with our <laughs> D2 coach who was on the other bench. Um, I'll be on the opposite bench uh, this Friday night. Um, the fun thing about this Friday night is we're, uh, we, we, uh, a few years ago when, when uh, we first started up, we, we started something called the Kramer cup, um, you know, wh- <laughs> n- named after our, our first captain, Brett Kramer. And, and it, it always ends up being like a three on three tournament at the end of the year. in our last couple practices, it's, it's competitive. It's fun. We always throw our, our players in goal. I've jumped in goal for those and, and then put our goalies out in player gear and just kind of, have a little mess around but (laughs) um but knowing knowing how the season's going this year and wanting to create some some additional competition and a real a real big reason to to push these guys to play hard and compete against each other we're gonna we're gonna throw the kramer cup up for grabs in this this friday night's game um so the first two games were were a little prep you know for me to make sure i have the teams fairly even and close um and i've been very happy with it it uh, one team is is definitely more skilled and, and has has more ability to handle the puck and and create offense. Um, uh, but the the other team, which white which is strange white, who's lost the last two games, um, they're they're definitely the harder working team, and and it shows why they've been able to come back in each game from being down early. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could you could bet that I'll, when I get on the bench with those guys before the game starts, I'm going to tell them they've they've started out slow, but they've come <laughs> on strong in the end. So let's get going right off the bat and, and get a lead on, and then we'll come, we'll just we'll finish hard and, and win the cup. So I, I don't expect to lose the cup. Um, I'm going to challenge those guys. <laughs> I'm going to push them. Um, it, it's been fun. They like I said, they they they've been chirping with each other. They're they hit hard. It, it, it's, it's physical, fun, fast hockey. Um, it, it's been fun to watch. I think they've, they've had a lot of enjoyment of actually playing some games. I know they would they would rather play other other opponents, but I mean to be honest that it, it, it's been a year where it looked like we wouldn't even get to this point. So um, I' I've been, I've been happy with with everything that's been going on.
1: Okay, so uh, Robert Schneidmiller our photographer was out. And uh, I got some pictures and he sent them to me. And when I put them up on the website, I had two comments that I thought were very Grand Canyon-ish, if you will. And me being a Grand Canyon alum, I think I can say that. But (laughs) the first one was, oh, my goodness, how many shots were on goal Uh, when I had a shot of the final scoreboard? And the second one was, tell Danny when you talk to him, we need more purple. Uh, Is that Grand Canyon or what?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a – you know, the – I think the shot totals were somewhere around four. I think it was like in the forties. Um, but honestly, it was even. It was dead even. I think. Yeah. It was, it was split by like two shots. Yes. In um, both games so far, have been like that. Uh, one goal was an empty netter. So really, really is a six-four game. Um, White was able to come back and make it a make it a five-four third period, and, and then just lost in the last few minutes um, down the stretch. So. As far as as far as the purple goes, I mean, we I I, I re revamped our uniforms this year. Um, we have an entirely new setup. I, I threw the antelope onto our black um, black set of jerseys. Um, I threw a little bit of golden knights in there with the dark gray. <laughs> um, so it's it's kind of like a, it's it's a it's a throwback kind of to our first very first season in 2016, where we had we had that that uh, Los Angeles Kings. Purple, gray, and white and black um, setup, um, but but I I really like that dark dark gray that the knights have and and kind of design these jerseys based off that and, and the the players have been happy with them and they look really really awesome in the the photos that were all taken and um yeah I mean even if we're playing each other instead of just wearing our practice jerseys we may as well get some use out of our game stuff.
2: Okay, Danny. Let me ask you this: about when you look at your team as a whole now, or the you know, and you look at who who's been some of the players that have impressed you. Uh, break down uh, s- s- your team and and who's who's been good so far as you've had these chance to play these two scrimmage games uh, uh, so far.
3: Um, I'd say we some of our new guys that have come in. Um, you know, we got, uh, I'd say. Ty, Ty Schaefer is probably one of the, the better defensemen right now. He, he's, he's got a ton of offensive skill and ability, but um, is one of those guys that's really strong and sound defensively. Um, he skates well enough to be able to play you one-on-one and, and prevent you from getting around him. Um, smart with the puck on breakouts. Um, and then we have uh, 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 three guys from Minnesota – um, two guys from Brainerd, um, and, uh, that's, uh, it, Joe Klang and, and Mason Cruz. And then, um, Griffin Dun- Dunick, um, those three guys have been, uh, have been solid for us. They, they, they either have skill, they have strength, they have s- smarts, all that stuff. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to finally getting those guys into a, a full season, um, and be able to play them in a, in a full go. And, and then of course, some of our regulars from last year and in previous years, I mean, Matt Mezik's just been, he's, he's been the same that he always is sneaky hardworking player that will sneak up on you and pick a puck away and, and take it down for a breakaway, even on a penalty kill. Um, uh, Corey Potash has been able to put up a lot of points in these games and, um, looks looks better than he looked last year he, he's gotten stronger and and then goaltending's goaltending's also been uh been uh looking pretty solid for us with um we had scott Kosabowski who came uh came over from utep um and he's he's been playing really well in these games uh been battling in practice and um even gabe leper from from the d2 team last year i mean he he he's probably the reason why the black the black team on uh, on last Friday didn't go down by five goals in the first period because he made eight eight point blank uh, scoring chance saves uh, to keep the game uh, keep the game tied or keep keep us ahead. So it, it's it's been a it's been a large mix. I mean, a lot of the D two players look really strong. Um, totally different D two team than what we had last year and. Um, it very very much more on point with what our past D2 teams were like. Um, so it's it's just been fun to, to see the hard work that uh, paid off over the, the last uh, offseason of bringing in a, a lot of players.
2: Let me kind of turn the subject real quick. Uh, you guys said that you didn't want to really advertise that you guys were playing these games, but it was put out there by uh, Black Dog Hockey, which is what you guys use to stream the games. Uh, I guess... What has that relationship been like with them? Because you know, when you watch a lot of teams at this level, it's you know YouTube. It's a very you know it's a very basic stream. But you guys use Black Dog Hockey, which is a streaming service that has a pretty high quality broadcast in a lot of cases. Um, what has that relationship been like with that? And and, and what kind of um, feedback did you get? Did you get a lot of people that watched online? And and are you planning on doing that with any more of your your scrimmages this season?
3: Um, yeah, it's just it's definitely a matter of finding a. Finding somebody willing to do the broadcast, um, Seth. Who Seth? Who's always been our broadcaster. He's he's over with Ottawa University here in here in Arizona, and um, when he's when he's not busy with all their sports like baseball and, and things like that going on, he's been able to jump on. Um, but as far as like relationship with Black Dog, they they've been awesome. Um, I, I know Andy from when he played at San Jose State. Uh, and I was in Santa Rosa, um, so he, he's from an area where I'm from, and, and we've had a lot of good conversations and stuff out at the WSHL showcases when he's there doing all the filming for that. Um, the, the nice thing about it that I really like is is you you don't need anybody who really knows what they're doing on the broadcast because on the other end... Uh, somebody from black dog is making sure everything's running smooth. If there's a, a technical error or something like that with sound or, or the video goes out or, or anything like that, they're right there on the computer to let you know what's going on and walk you step by step. I mean, we've, we've had players do the play by play. And it's, it's been flawless. So um, I've enjoyed it. Um, the, uh, I, I mean, it's, I think the quality is always just based on the building and, and the capabilities of where you're able to film from. And I mean, we 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 at least are able to be perched up um, above the ice. Um, and there's there's a few things like like lighting and things like that seems a little dark. But um, but you know the the ability to at least allow some of our family members or friends um, from all over the country to be able to watch. Um, even if it is a paid service, we've been with black dog long enough that the, the revenue split is almost 50, 50 now. So we're, we, we use it as a little bit of a fundraising tool that goes back to our program and stuff like that. So, um, so it's been awesome. I mean, they, they provided the equipment. Um, we just, everything was paid back through all the subscriptions and, and things like that. So we had, we really haven't had to fork out a dime to that. So, Um, so yeah, I mean, we're sticking with it, the, the plans to try and try and stream everything that we have, um, the rest of the semester. But like I said, it's just making sure that we have somebody on the, the other end being able to broadcast it and, and make it a quality product for, um, our viewers to tune into.
1: Right back to relevance. Uh, I always bring that up. It's uh, just keeping your name out there, keeping that purple, black and white, the jersey, the logo, all of that stuff out there always helps down the road. And you're doing a great job on that. I would be remiss, Danny, if I if I let you go without talking about your uh, women's program, because, uh, well, twofold, it's getting bigger and better. And uh, Robert Schneidmiller, our photographer, just told me that his daughter signed on to play goaltender yeah. for that team. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Natalie's team and what you expect from them. Uh, I'm yeah. sure they're disappointed. They didn't get to play as much as, uh, or at all, as they would like to.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they they have games set up right now with the the women's Chell team over at Oceanside. Um, so they're. Oh, that's they, awesome.
1: They, that's awesome. They have
3: six games scheduled with those, with those players. Um so at least they, they're going to be able to, you know, put something out, out on the ice and have some competition. I mean, they're unfortunately, they're not 45 players deep to be able to play uh, an inter squad game um, at a full length game, but, um, but they've been on the ice as long as we have. Um, they've been practicing that, the they've definitely, they, they have definitely improved um, on a lot of positions uh, from their, their previous year and, um, I, I honestly felt like they had an opportunity this year to win the, the WWCHL uh, conference um, and try to get that auto bid into nationals um, you know, based on the players that uh, Coach Rossi's brought in. And, and like you just mentioned, Han- Hannah just got we were able to just announce her as a new commit this year. And it's, it's exciting to have have some local Kachina players coming into the program and, and see that that program's um feeding out players to, to college levels and stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, I, next season, I guess like I when I say I want three teams at nationals and I can see three teams at nationals, I, I mean, it's, it's an honest, an honest prediction. Um, that's, that's how strong things have gotten. And, and coach Rossi feels that same way. And, and I mean, they're, they're working hard they've got a great team.
1: Okay, I uh, I'll let you go on this one, and I appreciate your time. Uh, we've uh, been trying to get you on for a while, and I know you've been super busy. So it's great to hear uh, your voice and hear Grand Canyon uh, on the uh, rise again, lopes up. Um, so let me end it on this. Uh, everybody knows now about the the beautiful campus and the the opportunity to get a great education and affordable price, and the 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 unbelievable opportunities at the club level. So. You make your pitch to everybody that might be listening out there if they want to become a Lope, a man or a woman, um, and and let them know how they do it.
3: Yeah, the, I mean, the easiest easiest way to do it is just go to clubsports.gcu.edu um, and go to the men's or women's ice hockey page and and click on uh, contact coach and and reach out to us and and we'll we'll get right back to you. Um, it, it's. It, if you're from outside the state of Arizona, especially if you're out, out out in any of the states right right now that have seen all that cold wave pass through and stuff, it, it are you is talking to Texas
1: bad. people, Bammy? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Texas, Minnesota, Missouri doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, if it's below seventy five degrees right now, you're cold. <laughs> I, I don't care who you are. So um, you know the the ability to play. Like you said, play play at a university that has an amazing campus, has has affordable um, tuition dollars, uh, accredited programs, um, all that stuff. Um, it, I, I I don't want to sound biased, but it, honestly, the the universities I've been around, it's 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 definitely one of the ones that checks almost every box um, that a, a student athlete would be looking for. So. Um, we're always looking for new players. We're always looking for players that are interested in getting better and, and, and helping make a program better. And and that's our that's our philosophy. It's it's better when you leave than when you got here. Um, and uh, yeah, I come come throw a purple jersey on and and uh, become a low.
1: I hear that, guys. I, I got him to say purple jersey for you. So anybody that's listening out there was wondering about black and white. Purple is still there. It's still the primary color. Um, Danny, before you go, shout out your coaches and Natalie's coaches, if you will, because I know they work so hard as well for you and, and help build that program. So let's give those uh, assistant coaches a little love, if we could.
3: Yeah, uh, we, got, we got Jake Bear and Rich Coyne uh, with our Division Two team. They're, they're new uh, new to the program this year they've been awesome they've been extremely helpful uh and the the players have, have loved skating with them um coach rossi and her staff uh casey mcginley um man i'm been, i didn't mean to put you on the spot i know, know so there's a lot of coaches this year that i, I haven't like, like i haven't i feel bad i haven't had an opportunity to really um well you've had a few things going on. Them, but, <laughs> but no, I she I, I'm able to catch like five minutes of their practice when I'm walking down the stairs and I'll I'll peek in on it and and there's about five or six coaches out there and they're they're definitely doing their thing, goalie coaches, all that stuff, just just working the the players hard and, and helping them get better and, and keeping them really, really involved and, and motivated. So so them, you know, I, I you have to talk about our our athletic training staff—they've um, done an amazing job of getting everything, everything going for us to be able to get on the ice safely. Our strength and co- strength and conditioning staff, and then our club sports staff, who have been able to take um, take the op- or give us the opportunity and, and have trust in us that that we can uh, we can do this safely.
1: Absolutely. And uh, that's first and foremost uh, this year. Uh, I will shout out that to you as well. I, I saw that all you guys were wearing masks underneath their masks. And yep. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, I, I wondered how they were doing physically, but I'm guessing your trainers knew exactly what they were doing and made sure that they were okay with that. But uh, that that was fun to see. I, I got a lot of good pictures of that that I thought was uh, a, really a class act. So Congratulations to you and all the things that you're doing. Uh, again, relevance, relevance, relevance. Grand Canyon has not really missed a beat, this, but despite not being able to play games, uh, that meant something this season. But uh, it's all going to wash out in the fall, and we have no doubt in our mind that you will be a very strong competitor in the your actual first season now in the, WW, or the WCHL. <laughs> yep. All right, Danny Roy, thanks for joining us. Uh, tell Natalie anytime she wants to come on, anytime you want to come on, you got my number, text me. Uh, we'll always make time for you. We love having you on and continue the good work, okay? Yep,
3: yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This was a lot of fun.
1: All right, that's Danny Roy, the head coach, director of hockey for Grand Canyon University. Uh, Stephen and I will take a quick break. We'll come right back and uh, wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly in about two minutes.
3: Hi everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day hand sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other Uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and and gear Uh, this product is available here at my shop it's available on my website at www.oxypow.com and you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States
0: when looking for a place to continue your education think of the boxes that Maryville University checks off Big city access, Maryville is located in the St. Louis suburbs. Small school feel, Maryville's average class size is less than 15. Vibrant campus, Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country. With over 3,000 undergrad students on campus and more than 10,000 online, Maryville University is able to provide a cutting-edge, robust learning experience for the 21st century. From the sciences to education to business and more, our undergrad and graduate programs promise an individualized, hands-on experience that is truly crafted for today's student. For more information on our campus life programs, admissions, or more, visit our website at maryville.edu. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that Fortress, that combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese surrounded by offensive of ribs If you live in the valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to BurritoExpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. UNLV Rebel Hockey located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League
3: champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team. Your Arizona Wildcats. Call
0: 791-4101 for tickets now.
1: All right, we're back. Another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from just outside the Orleans Arena in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My co-host, the Las Vegas guy, Stephen Marsh, is with me as we do this uh, conversations, podcast, whatever you want to call it, right from a car. Uh, Stephen, uh, as I always do with my co-hosts, I like to ask them to give me a little feedback on what they just heard from our guest. And Danny Roy gave us a lot to talk about, a lot to digest uh, just give us a summary if you can uh, about that. Well,
2: I, I was, I was, I'm real happy for them that they're able to get out on onto the ice. Uh, you know, it's 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 been a tough year, no question. And it's and, and different teams and different schools have different circumstances of how they can can get out on the ice. I guess we found out a little bit about what their um, objective is this year. And it's not so much about Playing ACHA hockey per se, because they're not going to be able to really play any ACHA opponents. But just to be able to get out on the ice and be able to play, uh, whether it's just play a scrimmage type game or or get some uh, get some mock teams in, I guess from from the Arizona area to play them. Um, and and I think that can be a benefit. As I asked uh, Danny Roy about that, is you know because you you're, you're they haven't really been able to practice much. Obviously, that they're, they're going to be able to get some. you know they're practicing hard like if they are going to play regular type games and and they're and they're getting these opportunities to to practice and to work on things and i think that's going to really help them when we have a full season next year uh to get this extra time that they have that maybe some of these other schools aren't going to have uh around here uh unlv is certainly trying to do what they can can but they're not out on the ice as much obviously with not even playing a season university of arizona obviously hasn't really been able to be out there much but um, but Grand Canyon is able to get out there some, and and it's I think that's great. I think that's only going to help them. It's certainly not a, a disadvantage at all, and it gives them it gives uh, the coaching staff and Danny Roy a chance to kind of give an extra look at some of uh, his team and and what he has and what they they can try to fill up fill in for next uh, next season. So that's that's not a bad thing either. So it's it's good that they are able to get out there and and uh, I think we found out that. Obviously, they, they realize that getting to the national tournament is, isn't an issue because we kind of wondered about you know they are playing and we wondered how that was going to go down. But now we kind of know that it's not so much about playing ACHA level competition and getting and in, in finding a spot in the tournament because that's just not realistic with the restrictions that they're able to. They're not able to travel out of state, which has been an issue for a lot of teams. But it's just a matter of getting games in or getting able to getting getting games in with, whether it's just against themselves or, or within Arizona, uh, getting teams together within a- Arizona.
1: Yeah, all good points. Um, okay, so let's let's kind of round up the show or round it off a little bit with talking about some of the things that we know. Well, we found out the uh, University of Arizona uh, would be canceling their season last Friday. Um, disappointing, I know, for Chad uh, Berman, the head coach there, uh, had a chance to visit with him and get his thoughts about um, how difficult that was for him. He said it was really hard. Um, for his seniors. It was hard for him to talk to his seniors, but he understood some of them. A guy like Bailey Marshall uh, will be moving on for sure. He's got a couple of guys, his goaltender, Anthony Churro, and uh, his captain, Anthony Cusinelli, are both uh, in the process of making uh, their decisions um, on what they're going to do, whether they're going to stick around for that extra year or not. But uh, he is confident that the roster he's got is going to be Very strong. He told me he thought it might be the best roster he's had, uh, even by not playing this year. And he had a pretty good roster uh, on the paper, at least, coming in uh, and off of what they did in past years. So that was disappointing. You've got some other news in the ACHA. Anything else that, uh, that popped up that we should talk about?
2: Yeah, we can mention the there are some teams that are playing right now in ACHA hockey, and we've, we talked about this last week with the first rankings that came out. So the rankings are, have come out again this week, and Lindenwood has stayed staying uh, number one uh, in the rankings. And now we have 21 teams that have already – that have been able to play some games or have played some games, so a couple more than we had maybe uh, when we talked last week. And so that, that means, you know, they're, they're planning still right now to do a 20-team field, so – We'll we'll see how that plays out, but right now, Lindenwood still number one, Adrian number two, Liberty number three. Minot State is uh, who's the defending champs from a couple, not you know from 2000 and I guess it would be 2019 because we didn't have one two Okay, and then uh, Ohio, Indiana Tech, uh, Lawrence, Davenport, Missouri State round up the top ten. I don't have the full list on me of the top 20, but um, I'm sure that's on the ACHA website. People want to take take that out. I, I know that Maryville was was on there last week, and I, I would imagine they're still on
1: there in the top 20 this week. And Steven, you know, um, uh, again, I'm kind of reaching over into NCAA, but when the pairwise rankings came out this year um, late, like (laughs) last week, and we looked at them and we said, oh, my goodness, how can you even have a pairwise ranking when uh, there's been no, as our guest Sunday night, Frank Serratore from Air Force, said there's no cross-pollination between teams and conferences. So how can you compare one with the other? and really do a real analysis. And the NCAA will not be using just the pairwise this year, but um, here's an example of what happened in the pairwise. The uh, first pairwise ranking came out, Canisius in New York, was ranked number two in the pairwise. They, uh, they had to play Air Force last weekend. <laughs> Air Force was ranked number 51 in the pairwise. Uh, Air Force swept them, and uh, the number two ranking was dropped to number 12. In a week, so uh, it's going to be difficult. I think it's the same with ACHA. It's really hard to get a feel. I mean, you kind of like in the NCAA, we know kind of the top eight teams, but we don't know the the next eight to fill out the sixteen. Uh, in an ACHA, I think we know the top four, five, six, maybe seven, eight teams, but we don't really know where we're going to fill in the rest. Is, is the rankings, in your estimation, helping or hurting?
2: Yeah, I'm not really sure how to answer that. I I don't know how really helpful they are because, it, I guess it kind of helps to kind of see who's who's, but right now you know again, with only 21 teams having played games, and if they're doing a planning on a 20 team field, basically everybody's gonna be there. It's just a matter, I guess, where they're gonna seed and who's maybe gonna have an easier path. I mean, we know Lindenwood's usually good, so that's not a surprise. They're at the top. You're right. The top four are not really a. A surprise. Uh, I guess I don't know how much you really look at records either, because again, in uh, this kind of a season, because again, you have Ohio, who's number six, they're one and seven, and they're in Indiana Tech, seven four and one. But again, it maybe goes to who you've played, and you know goal differential, which is how been factors before. I guess, um, Minot State has played almost uh, played a full season practically. They're thirteen 13-2 and one, and and they're at the top. But um, and you got a team that's only played a couple of games is on the in the top top eight. So yeah, record really, I guess, really doesn't mean too much i guess other than it depends on how many games you've been able to play but um yeah i don't know how really helpful it is because it seems like unless some more teams can get on on here before the end of the the season if they're still planning a 20-team field then basically everybody is going to be in the mix if they want to go i mean again and it comes to each team is do they want to take that opportunity to go and and compete if they think they have an opportunity to win and, and go through all that. Cause we don't, still don't know exactly what it's going to entail going to the national tournament in this COVID times and you know, what the restrictions will be, if there'll be fans allowed. And, you know, it's, it's in St. Louis up, in, up in, in Maryville. So we just don't know. We don't know yet. The ACHA still hasn't released the final details yet. Maybe they haven't worked out the final details yet, which again, less than two months now from that, uh, I know, Scott. You're you're trying to plan on being there, and you know you'd like to probably look, know a little bit more about what's what's going to happen for that. And certainly the teams that are, are wanting to play or are playing right now would love to know too. So, but you know, you can't. You, I guess you just kind of look at it and realize what the situation is, and just do it the best
1: you can. Uh, you know, I agree with you again, uh, which is strange because we just keep agreeing on everything. It's not like me and Paul Hornstein on Sunday and I Tuesday.
2: <laughs> I don't like this agreeing thing. You and Paul you and Paul are always disagreeing with each other. We need to
1: start disagreeing with each other. Okay, well, here's my little bit of disagreement. When you talk about teams going to the national tournament, I think there's – and I'll kind of end it on this, Stephen, so you can do your read and we're done. But um, when, I, uh, when I look at it, I think there's two things. One, it's the cost versus the, the, the reward, if you will. If you're a team that uh, knows that it really doesn't have a shot against any of the top five teams, maybe, um, do you want to spend the money right now to go? That's one side of it. Then on the other side of the coin, if you will, is the opportunity to go to a national tournament. Even if you're there and you're one and done, uh, is that something to say uh, to your team that, hey, we were there, we showed up, we played, yeah, we, we may have lost, but uh, we got to experience what it's like to be at an ACHA national tournament, and uh, I, I think that might be something to consider too. And you talk uh, rewards versus cost, and and maybe that that type of reward is worth the cost.
2: Well, and for recruiting too, for recruiting too, you look at uh, if you're trying to get players to come to your school, and you say we went to the national tournament in the COVID year, and we were able to do it, and we competed, and that might put put teams on a on a much higher uh, threshold or much higher scale in regards to other teams that that didn't, but, you know, that's maybe a little unfair too, because, you know, the, every team would love the opportunity. To, not every team got an opportunity to play just out of circumstances, out of their control. But yeah, if you're able to go and you, it's worth, you, know, you put the effort in going and you, and you risk that cost or whatever associated with that you go and you can, you can compete. You it's, it's good for the players that are, are able to play in that and it's maybe good for recruiting too. when you can have players, I've been mean, trying to get players and say, yeah, we, you know, we got to go, we got to go to a tournament, national tournament and, uh, and we, and we were there. So uh, that's one factor too.
1: Okay, folks, that wraps up another edition of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly uh, from just outside the Orleans Arena where it's a little breezy here in Vegas. We were told it was going to be breezy, but Stephen and I buckled down. We uh, anchored down the vehicle, and uh, we had a great show. Uh, our thanks to Danny Roy for joining us and uh, talking hockey with us, talking ACHJ hockey, talking Grand Canyon Lopes, folks he knows there's purple and uh, everybody that was listening and texting me and sending me a message about where's the purple, the purple's there, the purple's coming out. Uh, Congratulations to them for being able to get their season underway, albeit unusual, uh, but absolutely uh, imperative that you stay relevant in these times. And Danny Roy and the guys at Grand Canyon are doing a great job. Natalie Rossi as well and her women's program over there doing a great job. So uh, we thank him for uh, joining us tonight. Um, in addition, I will say I am going to be in Vegas for not only tonight but four additional nights, as I'm here to see San Diego Gulls and uh, Henderson Silver Knights. As our AHL uh, coverage ranks, ranks, it wraps ramps, ranks up there no, at the top. Hold on a right? minute. <laughs> hold on a minute. It ramps up. That's what I'm trying to say. It ramps up right now because. There is hockey, a lot of hockey to be played, and there will be some fans, I think, coming to the Orleans Arena pretty soon too. So we look forward to that down the road as COVID things start to loosen up just a little bit. Stephen Marsh, shake it away, and we'll say goodnight with a little De Niro from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers.
2: Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, also brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G ultra band for business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey. Come to Greater St. Louis and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to Mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By OxyPal, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right here in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By summer skates. Doesn't matter what season, we still like to keep our drinks cold. You can get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. You can go to icetimehockeysw.com. Click on Partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona... By M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts. Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, is a part of the Ice
1: Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my friend. I, uh, I am waiting for one day for people to start texting me and say, hey, you turned on my Alexa. Why did you do that? Uh, that, that? That's such a good read. I love it. But, uh, folks, you can get us anywhere where you get your podcast. Tune in. Listen to uh, all of our podcasts. We own Prime Time. 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time is our normal live broadcast. Sometimes, like tonight, we do a little early if we have other things to do. But you can always download it anywhere you get those podcasts, uh, your favorite download site. All right, we'll say good night from the beautiful Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, for Stephen Marsh and our good friend Danny Roy, the head coach at uh, Grand Canyon University, we'll say good night with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>